Support for Analog Talk comes from the camera culture website casualphotophile.com. With in-depth reviews of interesting cameras and legacy lenses, film news and profiles, industry retrospectives, and a unique editorial perspective. If you're into cameras and photography, this is one of the best blogs around. See more at casualphotophile.com. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Analog Talk, a film photography podcast. I'm your host, Chris. I'm Tim. And today's guest, we have Adam from Film Objective. Hey, Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me on. So I'm super excited to chat with you today, but before we get into all the nerdy stuff, can you give our listeners kind of a background on yourself and how you got started in photography and stuff like that? Yeah, um, photography itself, I kind of have a story similar to a lot of people. I feel like my stepdad gave me a camera when I thought I might be interested in it, and um, I didn't like spend any money growing up on anything. I saved every Christmas dime and uh, then spent it all in the first six months on film and processing at that age yeah. and then, <laughs> yep, yep, then i yep. wish for a digital camera so i wouldn't have that problem <laughs> yeah. uh and now i've kind of come full circle back to a lot of film again but um yeah that's just kind of how it started and i didn't really put it down after that and now i kind of just say yes to whatever i can that interests me and it's been busy but really good so uh i do some writing for f-stoppers i started this small film camera rental company called Film Objective that rents still film cameras for now. More on that later. But um, Ooh. <laughs> And then I've started this kind of LA uh, photography beers and cameras meetup as well, along with someone who started it in San Diego originally. Yeah, Juan. Yes, which I think you guys have had him on. Yeah, friends yeah. of the yeah, show. Yeah. Juan's the man. I love that guy. That's right. <laughs> um, how did... How did well, I guess we'll, we'll kind of... T- Talk about that a little bit first. How did you get to be like the LA chapter head person for that? Because that's yes. I've been to two now, and they're it's really it's the best. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they're all the best. Fun. I love beers and cameras meetups. They're they're <laughs> amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been working in LA forever, and just logistically, my girlfriend was in Sacramento for medical school. So for years after college, I was back and forth every two weeks for like four years, which was kind of insane. But I decided like once I moved permanently to LA, which was always the plan. And now we're here uh, for the last like year or so. I really wanted to actually start kind of more of a community. Like photographers, we all work mm. pretty autonomously. We don't go to an office where we like hang out mm-hmm. with people who do the same job as us. Yeah. We can't bend. Yeah. We can't, you know. I wish. That'd be exactly. cool. <laughs> uh, we're all here in three different locations on our own alone mm-hmm. talking yeah. to each other, which is about as close as it gets. So um, yeah. Yeah, so I just wanted to do something that was like super casual and I essentially was going to start what Beers and Cameras is and what I soon learned what it was. And I didn't really know that anything like that existed and I found out about it and I said, wow, like I really, maybe I should just try doing this in LA and why don't they have one in LA? Mm. And Juan had just kind of been waiting for the right person and I drove down to San Diego to see if it's something that I really wanted to do and if I had the right vibe that I was looking for and it was exactly what I was looking for. And so I thought, why start mm. like a whole new thing when it's still new to LA and I could help bring it to LA. And I like Juan. I like what they were already doing. So 
it's just really casual. Every other meetup that I've heard of or been to eventually kind of becomes either like a little commercialized, which is fine, but you know, it starts being like, Oh, look at this new camera and look at that new thing. We have these guys from this brand yeah. here today instead of just, Oh yeah. I'm a photographer. You're a photographer. Maybe you have a different day job. Maybe you don't, but like, let's just hang out and have a discussion and talk about photography or not or travel or girlfriends or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. um, it's just like, a cool way to have like a great group of people talking who have a common interest and I guess two interests beer too, but not required, (laughs) just recommended. (laughs) Um, It's, it's part of the fun. I feel like (laughs) getting to, to, and the last one, or I guess not the last one, the one before that with Allagash, that was really fun that you had like the brewer come in or brewery people come and they were so involved and, I don't remember the the woman's name. You probably do. Yeah, Allagash hooked us up. Um, yeah, oh my they, god, they, I'm blanking she, now. We, Thanks for putting me I on know, the spot. I know. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. I, I just, I'm so bad. I oh, and I just but like somebody gave her a little camera, anyway. and she was like, "I got a camera. I'm yeah. going to shoot." And I was like, "Oh my god, this is the best." <laughs> <laughs> she was great. With it. She loved like it was super fun. Uh, everyone was super into it, and that I mean that's nice yeah. too when we have a brewery come. And I, that, for me, that was the first time that happened. Um, I think for one, they've done something similar in the past, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was super great, man. I really want to get something going here. Like we need a Nashville chapter. You of, need to of be the head of it. <laughs> I would, I would love to do that. I mean, need more out that'd in be the so much the country. fun. That'd be great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great I mean, town. I know they have them. They're like all over now, aren't they? Aren't they pretty much? Yeah. I know there's like some in the East coast and stuff like that. There's one in England and Canada. And so, yeah. yeah. That's insane. I mean, to yeah. think about that, like just as far as like the community goes, but like have, have starting in one spot and then spread yeah. like in London. What? Like if I go to London, which I'm hopefully will soon in the future, I could go to a beers and cameras in London. Like <laughs> that's insane. I love that so much. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's awesome. And as people find out about it more and more and start them up, like I think that's part of the fun. Like I'm going to be in Seattle in October. I haven't even met them, but it'll just be cool because yeah. I'm going to try to time it and be able to see, you know, hopefully they're having one then. And, uh, Oh yeah. There's, there's also know. one in Sacramento too. Yes. Correct. Right. Sack. And Phoenix. Yeah, I need to reach out to Juan. <laughs> I need to say something to him. Do like, it. What, what do I gotta do? What do I gotta do? <laughs> Just call him or, or whatever. Send him a message. I think give us contact. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That would be great. So Adam, do you besides all the cool things that you do for the community, do you what kind of photography do you do professional work or is it more like a hobby kind of stuff? So I I mean I freelance in like kind of everything that I do. Um for in terms of the like my actual photography, I do my own fine artwork I'm working on. And then I work with an old professor of mine who now I guess is a friend <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and and my boss, if you will. And so I do that about once a week. And she's a painter uh, in L.A. And oh. she – but she has photography projects but isn't a photographer mm. per se. So I kind of help her on like the technical side with that, um, just planning how to actually like get the photographs made but she mm-hmm. comes up with the whole concept and it's her project uh, and all that. But it's fun because it's always something different. We've done these like large form. Actually, this is her. Sorry, it's a mess back there with guitars and stuff. Oh, but cool. that's like this panoramic <laughs> thing we shot in Vienna. Um, but I have some of uh, just like some of her work around too. But it's fun because like we'll do actual like photography, photography. Then we'll do cyanotypes another time. Um, yes. So it's always something different just depending on what kind of work she's doing. 
Uh, and for her, it's usually like kind of where art and science intersect uh, in terms of the work she does. So it's always super fun. She does stuff, works with like Kip Thorne a little bit on like concept art for Interstellar to help, you know, for the movie to like help describe uh, wow. how things should look. So she does like really cool stuff. She has friends at NASA JPL that she collaborates with sometimes. So um, there's just a lot of good, meaty, fun art stuff that yeah. um, keeps me busy, but this a little bit on the side, <laughs> but uh, then with everything else, yeah, it's a great thing to have. I love that. That like, I mean, that's like a great job to. I mean, every day you're doing something creative. Like, mm. that's. Yeah. I mean, oh man. I mean, it's not I'm jealous. <laughs> Sometimes we're printing cyanotypes outside in the sun, lifting these oh. like eight foot by four foot pieces of wood with like glass S- over them to print in hundred twelve degree weather. Which yeah. is, like, you know, and okay, we can but, barely think straight, but, but it's super, it is fun. And we have a little group. But and some still, that sounds like, oh, I, I would be down yes. for that still. Even though. Yeah, that <laughs> sounds anytime. so much better than my job. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> please. It is what's, what's her name? Did you already say her name? Uh, her name's Leah Halloran. L-I-A-H-A-L-L-O-R-A-N. I'm going to check her out. It sounds her amazing. Her yeah, definitely. Um, just leahhalloran.com. And she has some great stuff. She just got... Her most recent uh, series is uh, done thanks to the an endowment from uh, an NEA grant. So that was great. Wow. She, I mean, that was just a nice little good place to get support from. So yeah, yeah. it's amazing. Man. So how long has Film Objective been around? Because like I just mentioned, um, yeah. I just found I just found out about it. And I'm like super excited. So yeah, can you kind of give us such so, a solid idea. I, know, I talk- love that. Thank you. So yeah, we, I mean, it's super basic. Like we just rent film cameras and right now it's 35 millimeter cameras, uh, medium format and a little bit of four by five. Like we have some of those converted Polaroids uh, just cause they're super easy. I call them like point and shoot four by fives, um, <laughs> like large format point and shoots. Cause you literally can like just click, you know, the shutter release, uh, on there and handhold it if you want to. But yeah, we, I mean, I had all these cameras maybe like a year and a half, two years ago, and I really wasn't using them all as uh, happens often with people with that <laughs> problem. And I yeah. figured like I really yep. need to start selling these. And then I thought, or I could kind of start this dream of mine to just rent film cameras because you can rent something from like Sammy's or, you know, from some local shop. But usually there's like one or two 35 millimeter options and then like one or two medium format options. Yeah, yeah I don't even know what Sammy's has. Yeah, I didn't even look into so, that. And it's not always updated. Sometimes they don't have what they say they have in their catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just kind of if you want to shoot film, it just was it wasn't very easy unless you just went out and bought the camera. Right. Um, exactly. And they, you know, you can buy used and then resell it and you'll hopefully keep, you know, most of the value. But it's just a huge hassle. And then between the PayPal fees and the shipping, you're kind of out about the same anyway. And so we thought Mm -hmm. there was an opportunity at least to start some kind of better rental company for those who wanted to shoot film. So we did base the whole thing. I mean, the whole goal of it is to make film photography more affordable. That's kind of our general, like not motto, but what we really go by. And everything we do goes back to, does this make film photography more affordable? So for us to do it, it really only makes sense to do longer term rentals. So we started out with monthly rentals. Now we do them in increments of two weeks so that you don't have to go like from the first to the 30th or whatever. 
but it's super cheap. I mean, we're like, it's like a Squarespace website. Like I did it all myself. We have like, no, you know, and so it's not like Shopify with extra coding with a calendar block and you choose your dates. I mean, it really is. And shipping is within the time period. So people have to get used to that. And we do explain this in multiple disclaimers, but it's pretty easy once you get to know the system. I mean, you know, it ships out on the first or whatever, or on the 15th, if you get it in the middle of the month, and you can get multiple periods and rent for a longer time. But the whole idea is to not just shoot for one day and go like, oh, yeah, that was cool. That was fun. But to give people a chance to shoot an entire project from beginning to end on mm. a film camera and to do that. Yeah, or just like even fi- finish the role. There's no pressure to be like, OK, I have it for two days. I got to go blast through two rolls of film because I want to know how it's going to be. You know, that exactly. I, th- I think that's the best part. Like I'm taking this trip to. We're, you know, I'm going to a wedding in Pittsburgh and then we're stopping in Nashville and then we're going to New Orleans. So I think I'm going to peruse and see like, what do I want to take? And I think yeah. just knowing I don't have a three day, okay, I can have it for three days. I'm going to figure out how to ship it back on the trip. Like having it for that longer period. That's brilliant. That makes yeah. so, so much sense for, for film cameras. And I think also a lot of times, like if you are renting from a local shop, and you see that, you know, the rental prices, a lot of people go, try to do the weekend rental to get a few days in for the price of one. Or, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they're sitting there and they're like, do I really need it Thursday also or just Wednesday? I took Wednesday off. I can just shoot Wednesday. Or do I really need it Tuesday or whatever the day before? No. Yeah. Where, well, the whole first half of the day, you're really still kind of learning that camera or figuring it out. Or mm-hmm. you at least want to yep. play with it and get to know it. So they opt not to do it because it does save them some money to not do that. But they literally like roll in right when the shop opens and then rush back right when the shop closes to drop off the (laughs) camera. It's just kind of insane. So this way we like to do it. I mean, if you need it in advance, you can order for one period earlier. We even give you a discount if you do a monthly rental compared to a two week rental. And it's an extra 50 bucks or or under 50 bucks, I think for our cheaper ones to essentially get it for another two weeks beforehand. And you only have one shipping kind of time period before and after that's taking up your rental time. Um, so it's just really efficient and easy for people to be able to get it a little early and plan for that. What's your inventory like? Do you ever like not have things in stock because they're so popular? I have my eye on the the contacts yeah. T two, obviously. Those are popular. Like, well, yeah. yeah, I was like, that's popular. <laughs> I might feel like that might not be available. So yeah, our inventory is super weird. Um, some things don't rent. We're always kind of trying to see like what people are into and what they want, so we can obviously you know have things available that they want to rent. We, right now, most cameras are renting pretty often. Our most popular Mm -hmm. ones are definitely the lower end, um, more affordable medium format cameras. I think a lot of people want to try medium format, which makes sense. And I mean, the first time I tried it, I got those negatives back. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, millimeter is great. Film is great in general, but you shoot, you get that like, even it was my first experience with 645 because it's just easy, you know? And now I pretty much only do six by six or six by seven or whatever. But it's, um, but the 645, you just get that giant negative back and you get the scan, you look at it and it's just so sharp. And you're like, this is 3D. What am I looking at right now? So those are also fun rentals because everyone is always like, oh my God, it was amazing. (laughs) It's their first time with medium format and it really is amazing. And they spent, you know, like 50 bucks to try it basically, which is great. So we just like to. make that happen. I think a rental shop would charge like $20, $30 a day. And, you know, with after shipping, you probably get it for about a week on the, you know, the base period with us. Uh, so it's just nice for, to see that and to hear about it. Even at the last beers and cameras, 
someone talked to me and she remembered that I was in Film Objective and she was just in Italy in a workshop with the guy who had a camera and she said where did you get that from and he said I'm renting it from this place called Film Objective no way she just told me this at the one you were at last time where I just saw you that's amazing see that means you're doing good work so yeah (laughs) stuff like that like sometimes like FedEx will lose four packages in a week and I'll I want to like kill myself and I'm like why am I doing this and then that happens and I'm like okay Mm -hmm. it's all worth it so yeah it's so like such a small world and we're such a small company, mm-hmm. but still to ha- like mm. hear that, that was awesome. So yeah. That's amazing. So do you, does that mean you ship, you'll ship to places like Italy and across so the pond and stuff? we will not ship out of the country yet. It just okay. doesn't make sense, but we'll ship it to you here. And if you go on a trip, you're welcome. I mean, you do what you want with it. You are responsible yeah. for yeah. it just like anything while you have it. And as long as we mm-hmm. get it back and everything's fine. We don't care. We, you know, we've had people uh, in Japan and all over Europe and South America and Cuba. And that's always fun to see because we do have a way for people to share their images with us in a little story. We have a little blog called 100 Words and it's just minimum five images and at least 100 words about your experience. Oh, I love that. I'm going to go look at that. That's going to be enough. (laughs) A lot of people do take advantage of that. And it's just nice to kind of showcase what renters shoot with uh, and what they do with our cameras. So. Man, that's such a good way to because, you know, buying buying a medium format camera or buying a X-Pan or something crazy mm-hmm. like that is a is a giant commitment. And the fact that you, you know, that it's you get two weeks or you can do a month like that. That's so helpful because there's cameras that I've bought that I hated, you mm-hmm. know, and I had to get rid of them right away. But it's, <laughs> yeah. now you can try some stuff out and you can actually get to, also, you know, I find mean, out if it's for you and, yeah. you know. Yeah, and for me, where you're not kind of rushed, you know. Yeah, like, and I'm a, like, I just am an SLR person, whether it's the Hasselblad or Pentax 67 mm. or whatever. But I wanted the Mamiya Seven so badly, and I always <laughs> thought this is perfect. Like, I I want a smaller, lighter weight, like more, just more compact overall six by seven camera. And to me, that was always it. And I got it, and I love. It. I mean, it's still a great camera. I do love it, but I, for me, I don't like it more than my Hasselblad. There are mm. other people that are exactly the opposite and they don't like the weight and the clunkiness and boxiness of the Hasselblad and they love how the Mamiya 7 just like fits into their hands and it has it's basically, mm-hmm. you know, gripped out already for them and uh and it is lightweight and they like the rangefinder style. So I do think it's also nice for people to be able to try it uh even if they're just considering buying, but absolutely. Definitely. I, it's yeah. it's almost like like insurance like like oh you have a, a space where you can rent something and try it and not have to spend the 2000 or whatever dollars and then not mm. love it because i mean that's like a lot of times i won't invest in something because i'm like what if i don't even like it it's not worth it you know yeah yeah so that's really cool yeah. absolutely thank you and, and we're growing i mean we this week actually tomorrow <laughs> we're launching <laughs> uh all new like product images and we're launching an online store so oh, great ooh. yeah that's <laughs> that's coming pretty much now it's been in the works forever i actually thought it would launch like in january but Things take a little longer than you think. <laughs> they do. Um, mm-hmm. So we just also wanted to like create a space that was a little more curated, kind of like of just interesting, unique products or things that are that you wouldn't find everywhere. Kind of like gifts for the photographer that has everything or whatever. So we'll see. It's it's going to be like mostly practical things as well that are just useful, and it will grow. It's going to start small, but we have that coming, and then eventually later this year. We're going to expand into cinema cameras as well. So we have a 16 Oh, no way. Yeah. So that's been great. Kodak is helping us with a little bit of film for that to do do this little promo video we have planned. 
So more on that later, but um, Yay. that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so is it just you who does the like? You're saying we is there? Do you have people yeah, so, um, who are involved? We is two of us. <laughs> it's like you two. <laughs> it's yeah. me yeah. and yeah. then uh, a friend of mine, Philip Tang, who's in Chicago now. And I mean, I started it and then he essentially from the very beginning has been helping so much and essentially runs probably 60% of the business. Um, so just, I mean, I'm so busy and I've been like giving him more and more and he's been awesome and growing with it. And he does all actually pretty much all of our Instagram stuff. So if you like our feed or whatever, which has been growing yeah. pretty nicely lately, um, yeah. he does a yeah, lot definitely. for that. And we post almost all film images, like all the images of the cameras, all the images of the oh, like people nice. taken with our cameras. Um, some gear shots from a long time ago were digital, but I mean, it's almost all film. So it's just nice to like keep pushing that um, a little mm-hmm. bit and have a space for that. And then we share, you know, images it's every other one we have a gear shot and we'll do a shot that one of our renters took with our cameras and shared with us so um oh i like that we're very we want to it's so cliche but we want to create a community more than just i mean especially because the film community already is its community and we just want to enable that more it was really sad for us like for with leah halloran the work i was doing with her we were shooting on real at 100 when that was discontinued i mean we're shooting on six Mm. by 17 Mm -hmm. like that fuji panoramic camera to you know make these like giant you know like nine foot long images i've shot with like the hasselblad and phase one you know 100 megapixel backs and they're great you know but to blow it up that big you're cropping so much that Mm -hmm. it's just not quite the same and no other film had that the color that that film did so obviously that's gone but i'm hoping that you know thankfully already in 2018 a bunch of new films have already come out and certain brands are at least committing to re-releasing older films that have already already been discontinued. And I'm hoping that like definitely won't ever be where it was. Uh, it will always be this right. kind of niche like vinyl, you know, everyone's mm-hmm. not going to all yeah. of a sudden just switch to vinyl. They're still going to listen in their cars through Bluetooth, unfortunately. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I think there will still be a strong kind of resilient and constant market for film photography. And I think we're seeing that today with, things like that and with Kodak bringing an extra Chrome back and all that kind of stuff. I agree. We've talked about that, uh, you know, a lot on the show where people even ask us like, do you think this resurgence is going to go away? I think because people who are into it, like us, like love it. (laughs) Like can't be like, we can't imagine it like going away again. Like that's terrifying for us to, 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 to like lose what we love so much. So yeah, I agree. I think it's, I think it's, I think brands know that, they're, the community is here and we're strong. So hopefully they'll stick to committing to that, bringing stuff back and keeping stuff and, you know, all that stuff. Absolutely. And I, and I really hope so. (laughs) (laughs) I think so for me, I mean, and I used to travel with a digital camera and uh, maybe a year or two ago, stopped doing that. And now I only bring a film camera and it totally changed how I travel. I mean, when Mm -hmm. I travel, it's usually for vacation, a little bit of work, but if I can get away with it, um, just shooting film, coming back, your essentially your color, your, your edits are done for you based on your choice in film stock. And you come back yeah. and scan it, you mm-hmm. might boost that contrast a little bit because hopefully the scanner is scanning a little bit flat just to give you the option uh, and a mm-hmm. little more latitude there. But other than that, you have so much less work to do. The volume of images you shoot is much more reasonable. And then everything just looks amazing. 
And it's, you feel so much better when you, I mean, I don't know, I'll speak for myself, but I feel so much better (laughs) when I get an image back that I love that was a film image and the color, you just, you couldn't have done that. You couldn't have faked Mm -hmm. it. It wouldn't have been the same. You might be like, oh, that looks more like a film image, but there's just something about having that shot on film and just me being slowed down a little bit on vacation, not as worried about getting 10 shots, the same thing in case one is a millimeter out of focus, mm-hmm. you know, so that's yeah, especially nice on too. vacation when, when you're somewhere where you're, you know, obviously new to you and just being like, yeah. like cool, I got like a hundred or just, you know, looking at something that's gorgeous or beautiful and being like, I'm going to frame this up. I'm going to think about what I want and then like take that one shot. Like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. See, I love that about film too. Like when you're in that kind of situation, because you're you're still present. I see these people. I live in a tourist town, as you guys do too, being in LA mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, you just people are looking at their phones, just like living their vacation in their phone. And the same with digital cameras. They're just like, pop, 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 pop. And yeah. when you have a, you know, when you're rolling around with your Canon AE1 or your contacts point and shoot or something like that, you're just like, you're taking the important stuff right. and you're still being present for right? Yeah, exactly. yeah. That is so important because we live in such a crazy world now that, you know, we we live online. Mm-hmm. Like we have a whole other online life that, <laughs> that we deal with. Absolutely. But, man, but I keep reading. I, I get, uh, I think it's range finding magazine there's mm-hmm. uh, this old man that i work with he always brings in rangefinder when he's done reading it and a lot of like wedding photographers and you know portrait photographers are switching to film because there is no editing mm-hmm. you know you're they're not spending you know a hundred hours on their computer editing a wedding anymore because they're just you know, they're shooting, you know, their editing is, do we, do we do portrait 160 mm-hmm. or do we do 400? That's their editing right there is, is that. <laughs> so film is so much easier. Just like you said, if it's a little flat from the scan, you know, you just bump it up a little bit and it's not like four hours of man, this now I over processed it. Now I need to start over again mm-hmm. and fix, you know, it's, there's so much work that is involved with editing digital. And I, I have no desire to go back <laughs> to that at all. Absolutely. No, no. I mean, yeah, like, and like you said, it literally is just the contrast slider. Maybe you want to bump your shadows Mm -hmm. up a tad. But other than that, I mean, I don't think I touch white balance. I don't touch that green magenta tint. I don't don't have to do anything. You just let it be. It's really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, And I've talked about this, I think, on on the show before, where when you want a certain look, you'll, you'll know what film to shoot with. Like, like, oh, 100%. You know what I mean? And that's like the fun, like, oh, I'm going to shoot this because i'm going here or vice versa i don't know if i mentioned on the show that my boyfriend has started shooting film oh awesome. so yeah so so I, i'll test him because he'll like get his scans back and be like babe what do you think this one was what, what was this i was like you can't tell like look. so he now but now he's being able to i think this was the ektar look how like contrasty and bright it is i'm like you're right that's the ektar like <laughs> it's funny it's funny because it like you know for somebody who doesn't have that like photographer's eye or whatever to, to watch him like not really know and then like get the hang of it essentially has mm. been really fun totally I, I think for beginners there's like two main issues one is deciding which film to shoot uh mm-hmm. they're really worried about that because there are thankfully still actually there's a decent selection out there um and they, they just don't have the experience with it and they don't know how everything reacts mm-hmm. and every type of light and they don't really know even what they're going for uh and they don't know yeah. what yeah. their options are to go for so you know, we want to help with that too. And we have a little page about that, but it's very sparse and we're going to do a lot more soon with it. But, you know, I think having all these resources online, which there are at least 
nice web pages that do end up putting a lot of work into compare different film stocks to try to help you out with that. Yeah. Um, that's super important. And the other thing is I know everyone's you know afraid of getting the right exposure. And just yesterday, a friend who's never tried film photography, I just set him up and loaned him a camera. And he's like, well, what if, I mean, like, how do I make sure it's going to be exposed right? And what if I like overdo it? Or I'm like, then you overdo it, but you got to try yeah. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. You yeah. your meter a little bit. Sometimes yeah. it's averaging. So you have to be smart in like a high contrast situation and point it in the shade and then, it, you know, <laughs> know those settings. Yeah. <laughs> but for the most part, you can kind of trust it and you just have to try and you'll get to know it. And um, I think what's nice is that film does have this kind of like non, well, I mean, it has this like non-linear exposure uh, kind mm-hmm. of aspect to it where on a digital camera, twice the light every single time is going to be twice as bright. But yep. with film, once you get to a certain brightness, it does kind of slow down in its kind of exposing in those areas while the shadows catch up a little bit. So that's why, I mean, at least for me, I always overexpose by about a half stop. Some people me do too. a full stop, but yeah. I like a half stop and it works well and it just lets everything be a little brighter and nicer. And you mm-hmm. don't get that gross blown out white blotchiness that you do when you blow out digital. So... um I just tell people don't worry as much and go with it. And yeah. I think yeah. as they go shoot more, they figure that out, you know? Yeah. It's almost harder to mess up film and yeah. people are like so paranoid because they can't see it right away that they yeah. think they're messing it up straight away. But it's, it's uh, the opposite, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. Like and to your point, I mean, like it's easier to mess up from the standpoint that you mess up, you take one shot, you don't know that you messed up and you don't retake it properly. Sure. That's mm. what's nice about having the digital, you know, image review on, on a digital camera. But if you get a little bit used to it after shooting for half a day with film uh, and getting your exposure down and trusting your meter, uh, like you said, I think it is harder shot to shot to actually mess it up. Uh, It's more forgiving than people give it credit for. Agreed. Which I think is great for beginners to, you know, because like getting into photography and starting with digital, you know, messing up your exposures, like you just said, is is pretty daunting if you know like if you're trying to learn like f-stops and exposures and you're not just nailing it right away i think for beginners to to know that you got a little bit of room here to (laughs) to make the mistakes just kind of awesome man but i feel like it's if you if you have like a grasp on it if you know kind of the like the triangle of photography Mm -hmm. you know it's it's the exact same thing i mean Cause you see, I see it all the time and I always make a joke about it, but like when people are on vacation and they have their, you know, their soccer mom SLRs Mm -hmm. out walking around and it's like the sunniest part of the day, 2 PM and the flash is out and they're shooting like a zoomed (laughs) in, you know, like it's, (laughs) 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 but uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you're not like in that bracket of things, like you're going to be all right, Right. you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. 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 That's great. That's funny. Phil. I just always lose it when I see that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, it's true. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of everything else. I I also should mention we were very like, at least for Film Objective, we're very like, you know, platform agnostic, whatever, as far as I'm concerned. Like if someone rents from somewhere else and they're shooting film, I'm happy. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, if they needed a digital camera to shoot something for a day, good for them too. There's no, you know. Yeah. um, Mm -hmm. You know, do what you love, do what you need to for the job. Uh, but for what there is, like we do try to have resources for people. And we did this little like film 
lab comparison chart comparing like 30 or 40 labs across the country. Oh, no way. North, oh, south, cool. east to west, or west to east, um, kind of geographically organized on the chart. <laughs> and we have like the film processing prices there for different formats and all that. So I is think that on like your website? We is, that, is that live? Yeah, it's in the footer. We have like a resources area. And then there's like a processing film link. And that kind of talks a little bit about processing film and some tips, but mostly about like where to go, what to do. I think if people are doing it on their own, they don't need to read that page. So mm-hmm. we don't yeah. cover self-processing that much. Um, if you're already there, you kind of know what you're doing. But at least for people who are starting out and they're like, where do I even get this process? Does it matter? Why should like should I really pay thirteen dollars to get a process there, or is the four dollar price over here okay? Because there is such a difference in prices, it's insane. Yeah, um, yeah, it's as great as the dynamic range of film. You know, <laughs> but yeah. it's, it's really so weird the dynamic range of film process pricing. Um, yeah, but so it's nice to just have that chart. Yeah, I love that. Like you're you're like such a resource. Like yeah, I love well, that. That's a gr- a great idea. We're trying to be more of that. I mean, we're really, really mm-hmm. busy uh, and we have so many ideas for other things we can do to help people in that way. And we want to and we will. But things like that, like I just wanted to mention that because there are things like that that we are going to keep doing and, and continue doing um, through the future as we grow, especially. So hopefully that'll help one day. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited to like peruse the website now and be like, what do I want to take to Nashville and New Orleans? I can't wait to. Yeah, I was, I was looking at it before we hopped on. I was just like, uh-oh. I was, Here we go. I was like, oh, Here no. we go again. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, let me know. We can we can talk. And I yeah, should yeah. I should have talked to you guys about this earlier. But I mean, we, we can cut this out or whatever if we need to, <laughs> if you don't want to, or if it's not yeah. kosher, but I could do like a discount code or whatever for people listening if they oh, want to do that. Awesome. I mean, oh, that'd be awesome. We could just literally do analog talk or something as the code. Um, oh, that'd be amazing. If you want, and and we'll figure out uh, like some kind of 15% thing or something if people want to do that. Oh, yeah. Abs- that, that'd be amazing, Adam. Thank know. you. Totally. If yeah. you want to yeah, do that, we'll great. just do it. Then that's done. So, yeah, definitely. I think okay, I'm... Cool. I, Count me in. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so great. yeah, cool. One more question about this, I guess. So, do you like outsource? Can't like if say say there's one camera that is gone most of the time. Do you mm-hmm. have like backup cameras or people that you can so yeah, I guess use their inventory right, or? We don't right now. What we do do. Um, I mean, I've, I've been talking with Kit Split a lot. They're like share grid, although I think. They bought one of those companies. They all kind of are, you know, there are a few companies that are peer-to-peer, like camera rental or gear rental sites, mm-hmm. um, like Uber, but for your cameras. And I forget which is which, but they're like that. And um, we did have a Contax G2 that was gone. And, you know, like I said, I just am trying to get people to shoot film. So we didn't yeah. have it, but I just hopped on to see what was in that area. That guy happened to be in Portland and, and I found a G2. It didn't end up working out, but I was like calling like trying to figure out how to get in touch with the renter on Split to like <laughs> see if he was open yeah. to it to make it work and it didn't work but there are things like that where i don't mind at all trying to help find someone the camera they need for something last minute um if they need it that's for great us there are some cameras like i haven't seen certain cameras in like six months you know and we see it yeah. to like review it and make sure it's still working in between but then it goes right back out again um yeah when that happens we'll get another one of those models so that's happened like with the Mamiya 6.5 yeah. 
that's super popular and the RB67 and certain, you know, certain cameras like that. And the Hasselblad X-Pan is quite a bit more expensive and they've gone up in price so much, unfortunately, but that's so popular. I might be looking into adding one of those. I don't know, but, um, it's, so I guess you kind of got to see, see, yeah, like what people, what's hot in the moment, like what people are wanting exactly. to get their hands on. Exactly. And so, and then also like what makes sense for us, you know, do we get three Mamiya 645s or save up and essentially have half of a Hasselblad X-Pan that in a few more months we can get one of those, you know? Right. So um, we're just so small. We can't just go out and buy everything we want to that would satisfy everyone's needs at yeah. this time. But one day we're getting there. Yeah. Slowly, slowly but surely. Yeah. Now, do you do like a waiting list? That's what I wanted to ask. Oh, yeah. Finally pop back in my head. Like say, because yeah. I definitely want to like rent an X-Pan before I, you know, invest my, let's go sell my car to buy one. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> like absolutely. is there, when something's out like that, like do you have a list? Is there kind of like a, so yeah, like do you have like. If you go on the website, we do have like time periods on there that you can check out for. So like right oh, now, okay, if you're okay, planning, cool. you know, it's, again, it's like very set up for a project. So if you're planning a project, something to shoot in February, for example, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you're going to go on a trip, you're going to be somewhere, you can rent it in advance now. And for the more expensive cameras, oh. we do require a deposit or something like any rental house mm-hmm. would. If you have photographer's insurance, we accept that instead. Um, the cheaper cameras don't mm. require it. But you can wait to put that deposit down until like the day before we ship or whatever. And I mean, if you're late with your deposit, that's fine. We just won't be able to ship it out on time then. And that's up to you. But you can check out early and basically reserve your spot that way and just pay the rental fee up front to reserve your spot essentially. And then we'll ship it out when that time comes and you don't have to do anything. So that's a nice way to do that. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else with that. But yeah, essentially that's how that works. Yeah. Can you put the deposit like on your credit card? You absolutely can. Then, so, okay, cool. Especially for the two week rental, that's great. Depending on how, you know, some people have Amex and then, you know, they forget, oh, I should be paying that off every month or however your credit card company works. It's up to you. But absolutely, like for the shorter rentals, it's really easy to put it on the credit card, uh, you know, if you're limit, if you have room on that. And mm-hmm. then just it'll get refunded within a couple of days of us getting the camera back. So then, in most cases, I don't want to like guarantee it because, again, it always depends on your institution, your billing cycle, all that. But right. in most cases, you can just get that credit back on your credit card before your bill even comes. When it's the monthly rental, because we ship it out, you know, we kind of need the deposit like the last day of the previous month. Then we get it mm. back the last day of that next month. And mm-hmm. it maybe takes us about two days to just double check all the gear, make sure everything's working and get that deposit back to you. So it might lapse by, you know, more than a 30 day period. So that's something to keep in mind for people. But that's where like sometimes they do choose to use a debit card or something, just even though their savings goes out for a little while, it'll go back yeah. at the end, you know? Yeah. So does it depend on what camera it is? Depend it does. on the deposit. Um, yeah. Essentially any rental fifty five dollars and under for that two week period, like in that value range, we don't require a deposit. And then any camera over that, uh, we do. So that's just kind of because of you know, for us to go out and chase after someone who takes a $3,000 camera of ours or something is just, it would kind of cripple us as a business. Yeah. Um, so we can't do that. And honestly, no other rental company would just let you walk out with a camera that expensive right. anyway without some right. kind of deposit or some credit card hold or something. So it's unfortunate. I wish we could avoid that. I wish we could offer something like the bigger companies where you pay $20 for insurance. Sure. Right. Um, right. But again, also that, you know, that comes with its own problems and we can't do that right now because we're just not big enough. A lot of those companies just take the risk on themselves. 
Right, um, right, right. But hopefully one day. <laughs> so yeah, one we'll day. See. <laughs> a lot of things are one day. We're young. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you guys are in good shape. Yeah, yeah for the, real. On the way up. Such a, such a good idea. We have our stuff together online. But, <laughs> but no, it's, it's been going well for the most part. A few hiccups here and there with shipping. But honestly, most of that is the unfortunately the carriers. It's surprising. We thought going with FedEx would be way better. And now we're going with anyone because USPS is just as reliable, if not more. It's kind of weird. But yeah, we just ensure everything and ship it well. So yeah. It's good to know. Guys, we'll be right back with our listener interaction after this message from our sponsor. Support for Analog Talk also comes from Polaroid Originals. Go to PolaroidOriginals.com and use the offer code ANALOGTALK10 at checkout to receive 10% off your next purchase. All right, guys, it's so part of the show where we take a little break and do some listener interactions. And we're going to start off a little different this time. Usually this is kind of the last question, but we're going to do it first. So you're uh, you're stuck on a desert island. You have one camera. For the rest of your life. What? Yeah, for that. That's it. And yes, there is a photo lab. There is a lab. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so what? Oh, man. What are you going to be stuck with? That's I know this so is the hard. worst question ever. You only could only shoot with one camera for the rest of your life. Like what would it be format, and why? One mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is so hard. I honestly, it would probably be my Hasselblad 203 FE. Um, Hassie. Probably. If I had to choose one, but that's so hard. If not the F6, my Nikon F6. <laughs> just so, that's See, my like workhorse. Uh- but then, the F6 is so awesome. I was just talking to somebody oh, about one of those the other day. Yeah, it's just great. I mean, it's. I think it gets like, it's underrated, if you will, because people like, they'll get the F3 or something a little older. They want the manual, mm-hmm. all manual stuff. But if you're just like, if you need to shoot a job or you're traveling, you need to just not think and just shoot. To me, that's an awesome camera. But Desert Island, I still want medium format if I can, if they're processing 120 there. I'll be there every day and <laughs> we'll do some 120 processing <laughs> and then go fish so we can survive, hopefully. Nice. But yeah. <laughs> what, uh, are, you, are you more of like a color or a black and white shooter? Oh my God. Now is a really weird time to ask me that because I, I'm definitely more of a color shooter. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I started a lot with black and white, but now do almost entirely color and would just like, you know, desaturate to black and white if I need to and tweak it to what I like. But recently, the Sinistel guys at one of the mm-hmm. meetups gave me a um, roll of their four, their black and white film, the double mm-hmm. X. Yeah. yeah. And I shot that and I got that back and I was like, oh my, I remember shooting, I was in downtown LA, I was shooting the Walt Disney concert hall. It was like middle of the day, super like contrasty light. It was not mm-hmm. pretty as amazing as that building is. And somehow that film came back so nicely and all the other city shots, like just the graphic kind of quality of it was so nice. I'm like actually shooting a lot more black and white now just for fun. But that was literally three weeks ago. Mm. So I'm now like, yeah. I just got that roll back. It was the first black and white roll I shot in like probably a year or two, like a long time. And I'm loving it. And so I just need to, and on my iPhone, actually, I do shoot almost black and white all the time because it's just like, ah. I don't like those photos anyway, just because I'm not, I don't know. I'm stuck up about Oh, photos. interesting. So you like set, set it, but, like set, you change, pick the setting as black and white? Yes. And it's like ah. so nice. Like it actually creates nice photos to me. Like I'm always Ooh, disappointed with I the need color. To do that. Oh, Maybe I'll actually use mine more. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually, it like totally, like I actually love my photos from my iPhone now. 
that I shoot black and white. Wow. I, I could do Good a whole know. separate Good history if I had more time just for that. But that I don't have time. Damn. I don't even have time for our own company's one. That's why Philip does it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, well, that, 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 that's Cindy, that Cindy still black and white is beautiful. It's really nice. Yeah, I need to get my hands on some. Next time you run into like Andre Chris, snag oh, I, a roll from him you. so you can send it to me. <laughs> I need I need to try it out. Yeah. Um, Man. Cool. Well, that's a great answer. Timothy, you want to do this week's question as well? All right. So Chris Visser, he's, he sent in this question. Uh, okay. So he asks, what's your white whale camera? Chris, what is a white whale? So I'll explain it because I forgot. Thank you. <laughs> uh, a, a white whale camera is, it's kind of like, like Moby Dick, like something you're obsessed with. Like he was obsessed with the whale. So mm. something you're obsessed with, but can't get. So like, the, your dream camera that you lust over, but you can't, you can't, you don't have it. Oh my God. Okay. Damn. I have to think for just a second. I feel like I should get these in advance so I can think about it. But I mean, <laughs> there definitely have been some. Well, okay. Can it be an accessory that I did get, but it took forever? <laughs> That's so weird. I get, yeah. Um, if you're not lusting I, over something right now, it I, I, was you're it. very lucky. Not right I'm now, because we have film objectives. So if I really need a camera, oh, I can yeah. block out that period of time. Although I don't really do that. Um, I should. <laughs> but I usually just go without <laughs> it and then shoot something else, which bugs me. But I would rather have a renter have it if they need it. So honestly, well, a lot of people I know, it's the D850, because it's still not in stock anywhere. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but we're film talk. So um, I think for the most part, it's... Um, Right now, it's like the parts are getting to me. Like I have a uh, Hasselblad 500C simple camera that like has been in the repair shop for like eight years at this local guy. And I just haven't even bugged him about it. And I need to. (laughs) But he's looking for like one spring for it that he just they don't make. He can't find it. Like that's the sad Mm -hmm. stuff that kills me. The parts yeah, um, for cameras that Mm -hmm. do exist. I think I find cameras that I really like. I'm like, oh, my God, that's amazing. Some of like, I don't know, certain things nasa customized or whatever you know mm-hmm. like you see that stuff and you're like wow that would be really cool but do i need it no like the lust is like fairly limited there for me um <laughs> and i'm very like not glitzy per se but like feature driven oh my god okay i got it sorry here the we go here we go, go. Yeah. okay and i'm gonna butcher this now because i haven't looked at it in forever but the roly flex uh, or the roly like that HY6 or 6Y or whatever those bodies are with the, um, it's a six by six camera, a lot like the Hasselblad 203 FE and it has autofocus oh, I know lenses what you mean. and, mm-hmm. um, and all that, but it's, I've, that I've lusted after and nice. because it's basically like that Hasselblad, but with autofocus, which to me, again, purists would kind of scoff. But it, sometimes I do like the idea of just shooting with everything taken care of for me so I can really just concentrate on what I'm shooting, a lot of like yeah. street stuff, all that. And I would say to purists, well, if you're just zone focusing and basically not focusing because you already know you're good, that's, I mean, what's mm-hmm. the difference? You know, <laughs> I can shoot at F2 now and get sharp focus. Cool. You know? <laughs> so, um, but I don't know. That to me, that would probably be it. Those are hard to find. They're expensive. So, yeah. Great answer. Timothy, what about you? What's your white whale camera? Man, I've been trying to think about it and pay attention to what he was saying, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is so tough. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess, like, part of me wants to say, you know, the Leica M6 or, like, a Leica MP or something like that. But I think... I think like I sit here and fantasize more about shooting like an 8x10 wet print or like... Mm-hmm. 
or not wet print, like a wet plate or tintype or something like that, like something super obscure that's like kind of hard to find and you have to piece together. Like it's a lot of work to find something like that. So I think, yeah, I would definitely say some sort of like, I don't even know the names of them, you know, mm-hmm. just like an old eight by 10 with like a crazy brass lens that I could do, you know, like wet plate, collodion kind of Sally man ish looking weird woodsy photo kind of stuff. So I don't even know the name, like just, I, I'll say like Lindhoff. That sounds like it would be an eight by ten name. <laughs> I don't really know because I, I I try not to look because I know that I'll get sucked into it. And but yeah, either like a like a Leica or something extremely ex- <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum. Based on the wall behind that. you, it looks like you've been sucked into a few things yourself. Yeah, so. <laughs> a couple, a couple cameras. Yeah, oh, that's man. awesome. Chris, what about you? What what do you what do you lust so, over? I'm super excited. About film objective because the one one of the cameras that I have been lusting after forever I'm able to re- to rent now um, <laughs> the Contax T2 oh, I've never yeah. shot it but everything I've seen from there is, is amazing it's, it's kind of on par with my T4 so I feel like I will love it um, but yeah I've been I've been like I almost pulled the trigger on that thing so many times but they're just so expensive oh, yeah. you know and like we've we've talked about this before like they're they're electronic and they could fail I'm like I definitely mm-hmm. can't afford to. Yeah. get one and have it fail but yeah so i'm excited i think that'll probably be what i take what if it's available hopefully it is yeah <laughs> to uh to take on the trip yeah the context t2 and Where then the um, um the like middle of september okay we'll see i'll check we'll for talk, you yeah we'll see oh, okay. yeah you need to get in there like right now sorry and then you were saying your other camera or something else you wanted to mention oh andre um oh. let me borrow his like a m6 Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and that thing is just wonderful. So you know, my I've thing with the Leicas. Okay, I want to ask you if I may. Can I ask you a question? Because yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I love the way they work, the way they shoot, the size, the way, just the the winding mechanism, like everything about it, except the way mm-hmm. that the film loads. And like my dream all manual camera is a Leica that opens like just with a film back that like opens up with (laughs) S6. That's like my dream. And again, like so many Leica fans are gonna be like, oh, like you don't know what you're talking about. It's the best. Yeah, I was gonna say like the Leica people, like that's the way the Leicas are. And that's part of the beauty of it. (laughs) I know. It was tricky. It was tricky. And I did did it by myself. And I was like, oh, I should have had Andre here while I did this. But I managed. I think you just have to get used to it. Do you like it? Like, did you, after doing it a few times, like, I mean, it's not that bad and I can do it, but I just can't get to thinking in my mind that, like, one day I would like that more than the alternative. I mean, as far as, like, the build of the Leica, like, everything else, how good it feels, it feels like a work of art almost, that that doesn't... It's just worth it. It's like, who cares by that point? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's such a nice camera. I also want to try the M7. I'm very interested in what that's like, too. You know, those, there are these, there's like two versions, right? One with like the newer viewfinder or whatever. And then Mm -hmm. like the one before it and the one before it now, there's a bunch like in China and stuff. I mean, like legit models, not like knockoffs for like two grand or something like that. Or even a little less, like 1800, depending on where you look. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Yeah, they're like offloading, like brand new and they're like offloading them and they're like gray market or whatever, but they're not going to break because they're like freaking handmade and incredible cameras. Mm. Yeah. Um, or they're not going to break under warranty anyway. So yeah. 
I mean, you're going to have to send it out anyway. And like a will, like at least repair it and work on it. So, um, See, I love it's not that. a bad way yeah. to go, I think for some people, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. we'll see. I've considered now, it. Now we're cool. all, now we're all in a dream, a yeah, dream world right we're now. We're all, all lucid. Thinking like, <laughs> maybe I'll go looking for one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So. Great question. Yeah, Great sweet. question, Chris. Thank you for, for sending that yeah, in. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And you guys, don't forget, you can send us questions to, to our email, analogtalkpodcast at gmail, or you can send us a message right on our Instagram, and we'll try to answer them or ask our guests and answer them on the show. So we always appreciate that. Definitely. Well, Adam, this has been so awesome. I'm so glad we, we finally got to get you on the show. I'm, I'm super excited for all the things you got going on, Film Objective, everything. Um, yeah, I'm going to see you at the next Beers and Cameras, I'm sure. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me on. And uh, Tim, I hope yeah, I can meet definitely. you sometime. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, I need to get out there. We're I trying need to get, to get out there. We're that trying way. to get him out here for. We're trying to to plan an LA meetup sometime in the future. So that would be awesome. Stay tuned. Beers and cameras and analog talk and everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be amazing. <laughs> um, we should talk about our meetup too, Timothy. We yeah, we have yeah. our what first official meetup, guys, on September twenty fourth in Nashville. To be determined on the location Ooh. and the time and stuff like that. But we're super excited. And we hope everybody... We know it's on a Monday. We're bummed, but it's part of another trip that I'm taking. And that's kind of the only day I'm going to be there. So hopefully you guys... We gave you guys enough time in advance to to make it work. Because we love you guys. And we love to, to hang out and meet with you guys and shoot and talk cameras and just nerd out. Definitely. So, yeah. Stay tuned for more details on that. Because we're, we're working on some stuff for it, too. So we're excited. Some fun stuff. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Where can everybody check you out? Check Film Objective out. Where can they uh, yeah. find you online? So Film Objective is filmobjective.org. The .com will also get you there, but we're spelled a little weird. Objective is O-B-J-E-K-T-I-V. But if you Google it spelled correctly, just Film Objective, it'll come up. Or at least that popular. So that's a good sign. That's um, good, yeah. And then on, <laughs> on Instagram, it's the same. It's at Film Objective. Um, so you can find us there too. And then where can everybody Great. find like the Beers and Cameras LA? Just on yeah. Beers and Cameras Beers and Cameras LA, there's a beersandcameras.com website. So you can see the schedule on there and there's all the links for that there as well. And it's also at beersandcameras underscore LA uh, for Instagram. So we post everything on there as well. We're also on Facebook, all the same names kind of everywhere. So it's pretty easy to find that. Cool. Timothy. All right, guys, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Timothy Makeups. I also make film photography related videos on YouTube. You can go to youtube.com slash Timothy Makeups Ditzler or just go to the search bar and search Timothy.makeups. I also do a solo podcast, Little Lonely Old Me. It's called We Believe in Film. That is on SoundCloud. You can still find it on iTunes and Google Play and all that stuff. Chris, where are you at? I'm Crispy Photo on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Um, we are Analog Talk Pod on Twitter, Analog Talk Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page you can like and a group you can join. We love seeing all the stuff that goes on in, in the group. So make sure you get on there. And I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Guys, thank you cool. so much for everything. Adam, this thank is, you yeah, so much thanks for joining us. Thanks for being us. on. This has been I love awesome. Out. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> us too. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. First off, I want to thank Adam for being on the show. Man, what a cool thing Film Objective is. That is so awesome that you can rent film cameras. Try them out. So head over to the Film Objective website. We'll leave a link in our Instagram or wherever you find this. We'll leave a link for it. He gave us a promotional code. So guys, for 15% off, use Analog Talk. 
Thanks so much, Adam. That is so, so awesome. Also, before I forget, this is the part of the show where I mention our Patreon. I can't even tell you how awesome each and every one of our Patreons is for supporting this show. Thank you guys so much. But if you'd like to support our show, you can head over to patreon.com slash analog talk. You know, we have a bunch of different tiers over there. You can you can do a dollar, you can do two dollars, you can do five dollars. Five dollars gets you into the good stuff. Five dollars is going to get you, uh, you're going to be able to view the video version of this podcast with a five dollar donation. You know, ten dollars, you can get stickers and pins and all kinds of stuff. Twenty five dollars, we do a featurette on you so there's a bunch of awesome stuff over there we have a bunch of awesome stuff planned you know we're gonna be doing live streams we're gonna be doing like group chats you can get tips and tricks from chris and i you're gonna be getting prints from us like there's just so much stuff you can get so head on over to patreon.com analog talk check it out give it a chance and yeah I think that's going to be it. Thanks again, Adam, for being on the show. That was awesome. It was great getting to talk to you, to nerd out with you. Man, good times. Always, always some good times on this show. Guys, we will see you next week. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.